You're listening to a message from Gateway Church Geelong. We hope it blesses you. For more information about Gateway, visit gc.org.au. Who here has ever used a room in their house for storage? You do not need to put up your hand. (laughs) Every room. When I first got married, I had to store all, a lot of my stuff in our second lounge room. And then when holidays came, I enlisted my family to come and help me to sort it out, remove it, chuck things out and establish that room, make room once again for what that room was actually purposed for, which was a lounge room. And I'm sure we have all had experiences of making room for something or someone in our lives. For example, when you start a relationship, I'm sure suddenly you have nights that are free so that you can spend time with that person and get to know them. I know that when I'm busy at work, if someone utters the word coffee, suddenly I have space in my diary to run out and get that said coffee. When people have children, they make room for the up-and-coming child by decorating the room, by buying a cot, by buying nappies. There's things that we do by making room. If a friend is upset, I'm sure there are times we've made room so that person can talk to us and we can listen. You know, at work, my staff have differing availabilities. So on the roster, I make room for them. And some like to do craft and some are more sporty. So I make room for their giftings. You know, we make room when people come over to stay. You know, if I have someone to come over to stay, I don't just um, make them decide which room to go in. I make sure I get a room ready, have a towel for them. There's things that we do when we're making room. We make room to exercise. We make room to go shopping. Yoo-hoo! We make room to see friends, to go on holidays and spend time in our interests. We make room. So my question this morning is, How do you and I make room for God in our lives? We all may have different answers to this question. You know, you might be a morning person, so in the morning you may get up and read your Bible, either a Bible plan or a particular book of the Bible. Throughout the day, you may ask Holy Spirit to help you make good decisions or ask for His wisdom in a particular situation you may be going through. I know there are times when I'm going to go out and speak to a child who's presenting difficult behaviour and I'll say, Holy Spirit, I need your wisdom right now to know how to handle this situation. I make room for you so that I can hear your voice. Driving in the car, you may listen to music or the Bible or you may pray focusing on him. You may have a particular room that you like to go into and where you talk to God or write in a journal. You may like to study the Bible. We're all here this morning in church and we've made room because we want to see God speak into our lives. We spend time with friends as we discuss the Word of God. It will look different for each one of us. But the important thing is that we are making room for our God and spending time with Him. Why is it important to make room for God? Because he desires relationship with us. In Psalm 139, 17 to 18, it says this, How precious are your thoughts about me. O God, 
They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. God desires relationship with us. You know, there are truths that he wants to reveal to you. 1 Corinthians 2.9 says this, This is what the Scripture means when they say, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. As the Scripture promises today, God has prepared unimagined, unseen and unheard possibilities and plans for those that love Him. Do you love Him this morning? Then I know that as we continue to make room for Him, those things that are unseen are going to be seen. Those things that might seem impossible will become possible because our God has great plans and purposes for our lives. You know, God wants to bring healing, restoration and breakthrough into your life. In Psalm 147 verse 3, it says this, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. There is so much to gain by being in His presence that not only benefits us, but the people around us. It is actually really important and vital for us to be able to outwork the plans and purposes that God has for our lives. We need to continue to make room for God, to continue to make room to get to know Him, be in His presence and read the Word of God. Let's look at some examples from the Bible of people making room for God and how they outworked that in their lives. You know, when the disciples waited in the upper room for, in unity for the promise of the Holy Spirit, as they made room for God, Look at the outcome. It was just a room. It was just a room with people in it. But look what happened when the power of God came. It transformed their lives. And they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They experienced an outpouring of God like never before. And their lives were transformed and changed by the power of God. In Acts 2.17, it says this, And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. And your old, man, your old men shall dream dreams. There is something that happens when we make room for God. And then there's the Shunammite woman. And we find her story in 2 Kings 4, chapter 2, sorry, 2 Kings chapter 4. You know, this woman lived in Shunem with her husband. She was a notable woman. She was remarkable and worthy. And she was comfortable financially. And the interesting thing is we actually don't know what her name is. We just know her as the Shunammite woman. And Elisha was the prophet at the time. A prophet was a person chosen to speak for God and to guide the people of Israel. Elisha would go to Shunem and when she noticed this, she persuaded him to come and have dinner at her place. 2 Kings 4.8 says this, Now it happened one day that Elisha went to Shunem. 
where there was a notable woman, and she persuaded him to eat some food. So it was, as often as he passed by, he would turn in there to eat some food. You know, reading this gives me the impression that she wouldn't have let up. She wanted him to have dinner. She wanted him to be able to relax before going on his way. And one day, she turns to her husband and says, I actually think this man is holy. There is something about this man that makes me think there is more to him. It's in the conversations that we've been having over dinner. I perceive that this man is a man from God. Can we do something about it? Can we make room for him? Let's build something in the upper part of our house and let's make room for this man. And 2 Kings 4, 10 to 11, it says this, Please, as she's talking to her husband, let us make a small upper room on the wall and let us put a bed in for him there and a table and a chair and a lampstand. So it will be whenever he comes to us, he can turn in there. And it happened one day that he came there and he turned into the upper room and he lay down there. You know, during this time when she decided, her and her husband decided to make this upper room, you know, her house became a bit of a construction site as they set about making a room on the roof. Once the room was furnished, she added a bed, a chair, a table and a lampstand. There was purpose and intent. She didn't just throw a sleeping bag on the floor and go, there you go, lay down when you're ready. There was purpose and intent on her making room for this man that she had perceived was a man of God. She wanted him to be comfortable. She wanted him to feel relaxed. She wanted him to get rest every time he passed through. Can I just add here that God wants you to feel comfortable spending time with him. There are things he wants to share with you. And there's things that he wants to reveal to you. And he wants to encourage you, not just me. God, the Heavenly Father, wants to encourage you today that he loves you and he wants you to feel comfortable in his presence. We can come into his presence just as we are. We don't need to feel awkward or try to be anyone but ourselves because he just wants to be with us. And if you do find it difficult at times, let me encourage you to take small steps in making room for God in your life. That's the thing. As we set out making room for God, it may feel a bit like a construction site because we may may mean changing our routines and being deliberate about making room. But it's for our benefit. This woman, she perceived, this woman realised, she became aware that he was a prophet. She identified who he was by spending time with Elisha. Through the conversations that they had, she realised who he was. You know, when you and I make room for God, we identify who he is in our lives. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He is our truth. He is our hope. 
and He is grace and love to us. In Psalm 24, 8 to 10, it says this, Who is the King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, lift up your everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is the King of glory? He is the Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. But not only that, as we make room for God, it identifies who we are. That we are children of God. That we are His sons and daughters. That we are more than conquerors. That we have the fruit of Spirit in our lives. That means we can be patient. We can walk in His strength and His boldness because we have been made in His image. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. She made room for Elisha, which showed that she was generous. And he used this room that had been generously given and provided for him. She didn't have to prepare meals for him and she certainly didn't need to make a room for him, but she wanted to. Not only was she generous, but she went the extra mile. And she didn't expect anything in return. She just wanted to make a room. She just wanted to make meals, but she didn't ask for anything. She just wanted to spend time with Elisha and give him a safe place to rest and refresh before moving on to the next town. Yes, there were things that she desired and longed for, desires she'd hidden her heart. But when she was with him, that wasn't her priority. Spending time with him was. There are times when we make room for God and it's just because we want to spend time with him, spend time in his presence, not about wanting something, but just to be with him. And there will be times when we obviously pray for the needs and desires in our heart because I know it's about balance, but there are times we just want to be with him. We can be generous in spending time with God and making room for him. I'm not talking about hours and hours, but when we are with him, we are with him. Trying to put distractions aside and just talk to him and be in relationship with him. This room she made was just a room. But when God moved in her life, she was a part of two amazing miracles. When we make room for God, God comes and we can experience amazing things in His presence. It's not one-sided. When we make room for God, He makes room for us because He loves and desires to be with us. And then there's Jesus. He always made room for His Heavenly Father. And one of the ways He did this was through prayer. Jesus would draw aside to pray and spend time with His Father, often by Himself and sometimes with His disciples. In Mark 1, 35, it says this, Before daybreak the next morning, Jesus got up and went out to an isolated place to pray. And this is what Jesus did on a regular basis. He knew he needed to make room for God in prayer and he knew he needed to hear from him. Jesus said himself, 
He would only do what he saw the Father do, which meant he had to make room in spending time with him to know what God wanted him to do. And then there is this account in Matthew where Jesus tells the people to make room for him. You know, a man had come to Jesus and had said to him, my daughter is is sick. And he said, no worries, I'll come with you. But on the way, there was a distraction that took place. And some men came up to this man and said, don't worry about bothering Jesus anymore. Your daughter has died. But you know, Jesus, because he had spent time with God, because he'd made room with God, he said, no, no, I am still coming. I know what's about to happen. Room was about to be made for him and the supernatural power of God. In Matthew 9, 23 to 25, it says this, When Jesus came into the ruler's house and saw the flute players and the noisy crowd wailing, he said to them, make room, for the girl is not dead, but sleeping. And they ridiculed him. But when the crowd was put aside, he went in and took her by the hand and the girl arose. You know, these people, they were loud and distracting. And that's why Jesus said, make room for me. You know, when a death took place in, in, in that custom, the Jewish custom at the time, which they took very seriously, was that they would have professional whalers come. And this woman, these women would make such a noise. And then you had the flute players playing these songs of lament. And then there were crowds of people. So you can imagine the noise. And it wasn't that Jesus wasn't used to noise. It wasn't that Jesus wasn't used to crowds. It's just that at this time, what they were presenting was what the natural was trying to say, that this girl was dead. And Jesus was saying, no, no, no. You need to make room for me right now because I'm above the natural. I'm a supernatural God. And yes, she may seem like she's just dead or she's just sleeping, but I'm going to come and I'm going to bring life into that situation. That's why they had to make room. That's why they had to be silenced. And even though they ridiculed Jesus, he said, no, you need to go. Because right now, the supernatural is about to take place. The power of God has come to set this girl free. But Jesus has come to bring life. And he still comes to bring life, life into our situations, life into our hearts and life into our relationships. He didn't need the natural to be louder because that wasn't the reality at that time. Life was and is the reality. Even though the crowd scoffed at him and he asked them to make room, because he had something he wanted to do and he didn't want to be interrupted. And thank thank goodness Jesus did interrupt them and cause them to leave. And thank goodness they made room for him. And what took place was a supernatural miracle. This morning, I want to encourage you. Is there something in your life that you think, you know, this, this promise, this hope, something that I've been believing for just seems dead at the moment or it just seems like it's sleeping at the moment. Lord God, I need you to come and bring it back to life. Lord God, I need fresh hope. 
Lord God, I know you have spoken to me about the promises and plans. I know you've spoken to me about my relationships, but right now they seem asleep. Right now they may seem like there is nothing happening. There is no movement. Right now, Lord God, I'm going to make room for you because I know that you are greater than the natural. I know that you are a supernatural God and I know that you can bring life and life to the full and I know that you can bring miracles into the situation. This morning you may need to hear from God. This morning you may need to hear words of life. You may need a miracle. And as we continue to make room for Him like the Shunammite woman and like Jesus, we can expect God to speak to us. We can expect life into our situations. So this morning, what I want us to do, I want us to stand in His presence. And this may just be a room, but right now, when God moves, I know everything changes. And I know that people's hearts and lives can be transformed by the power of God because it's who He is. And this morning, I just wanna encourage you, if there is something that you are needing to hear from God with, if there's something that you are needing life back into a situation about, I'd love to encourage you to come forward to the front so we can pray for you. But if you don't feel comfortable with that, I'd love for you to raise your hands in this place because the God, our supernatural God is here. We've already started to make room for Him and I know that He's wanting to come and touch people's lives today. This is Encounter Sunday for a reason. It's because God has purposes and plans that He is wanting to bring back to life into your situations. So I'm just gonna pray right now. And if you need something, if you need prayer, I'd love for you to raise your hands or come down the front. Lord God, we just pray right now. We come to You because You are the God of life. You are the God of hope. You are the God of purpose. And Lord God, You are a supernatural God. And right now, we just need You to come and speak to us. We just need Your presence and Your power to come and transform our hearts and our lives. Lord God, if there's people in situations right now, if people have hopes and dreams that seem like they are dead, Lord God, we just declare Your resurrection life into their situation. We declare your miracle working power into their situation. Lord God, You are the God of hope and we declare hope once again in people's hearts and lives. In the Name of Jesus. In the Name of Jesus. Let's just continue just to spend time with Him right now. We make room for You, Lord God. We declare Your presence and Your purposes in this place. Lord God, we are hungry for You. Lord God, we are hungry for You. And we make room for You this morning to continue to do what only You can do. If God's speaking to you this morning to, to respond for prayer, I just want to encourage you, it's our pastoral team that will come and stand with you in prayer. And uh, don't, don't put it off, remove some clutter. Remove some clutter. Let some construction happen. God's going to remove some clutter. God wants to minister to your heart, wants to minister to your life this morning. Awesome. I know that God's calling hearts this morning. I know that He's speaking to hearts, wants to minister to you. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. 
Michael and Sally, why don't you just raise your hands to Jesus this morning? Holy Spirit. Name, maybe you just go lay hands on it for me. I um, felt the Holy Spirit speak to me as I was just just listening before. And uh, his, his word over you this morning is there's a fresh wind coming. There's a fresh wind coming. And we all know when it's been a 40 degree day and that wind switches and changes and it blows off, off the sea, that fresh wind just, it breathes into you. It's refreshing. I specifically heard him say, the breeze is going to be at your back. It's a freshman, but the breeze is going to be at your back. It's going to actually help move you to where you where you need to and want to be. And when we're moving with the wind at our back, when we're on a boat and the, the sail's wide open and, the, and it's just catching the full breath of breeze, there's an ease that comes to the journey. It's not going to be labored. It's not going to be hard. He's going to bring ease with the fresh wind that he's blowing to. It's, and I specifically felt him say this. This is, this is the make room moment. It's time to get the sails ready. It's time to tend to the sails. The sails need to be ready to catch the fresh wind that is breathing and blowing. Dudley, just lift your hands before God this morning. Just, just, just out of the blue this morning, God wants you to know that He has it in hand. He's got it in hand. The areas that are causing grief or a little bit of struggle at the moment, he is going to give you the answers. He's going to give you the plans. He's going to bring the breakthrough. And all you need to do is then activate those things. I know you're good at that, but he, he is going to give you the exact plans that you need. And I've specifically felt him this. it's going to be a plan that is out of the standard plans that you've used before. And so maybe it's easy to say, yeah, I've done this. I'm going to so no, just, just wait a bit. Just make a little bit of room and see what he actually speaks into the situation at the moment. And when he does it, you're going to be like, what, what is that thought of? That's not something I do. Oh, I know where that came from. Holy Spirit. Ben and Shoulder, why don't you lift your hands to Jesus this morning? God's, God's got you on, on his heart this morning. This is, this is God speaking to you today. Your faithfulness to God and His kingdom has not gone unnoticed. He sees you. He knows you. He notices your faithfulness to His kingdom. You're cherished in the kingdom of God. He wants to encourage you with this. Get Get ready for a new impartation of His faithfulness to you and your family. You've been faithful. There is a fresh impartation of His faithfulness that is coming to you and your family in Jesus' name. The things that you've been wrestling with, perhaps you've been wrestling with those things in the secret place. He wants you to know that they're gonna come to fruition. Those things you've been wrestling with, they're coming to fruition. You've proven faithful in your faith to those things. And I say this this morning over both of you and your family. The faithful God is going to prove faithful to you. The faithful God is going to prove faithful to you. Holy Spirit, 
Maybe there's been this moment where you, things, you feel like things have been held up or stopped. He just wants to remind you today, I've, I've, I've got this. I'm, I'm going to prove faithful. Watch me. Watch me. And the last thing is this. Make room for the miracle. Make space for the miracle this morning. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. We will lift our hands to Jesus for a moment. Holy Spirit. I pray for any, each and every single person this morning. Pastors, if you feel led to go pray for people, this is your, this is your moment. You go, you go and release it, pastors. Release the gifts. Holy Spirit. Lord, as every single person is in this place this morning with our, our hands raised and our hearts open to you, Father God, we just want you to know that we're making room. We're making room. We're just going through the practices of day to day. This, this, is a, this is a stop and listen moment. We are, we are making room in our hearts. We want to hear you. We want to hear you. We want to make room for miracles. Use us, Lord. Direct the miracles through us. Perform them in our lives and our family. But let, let the miracles be directed through us as well, Father God, to the people who are in our world. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. You know, this morning, just with your eyes closed, this, this is for across the room this morning. I, I know this is relevant for across the room this morning. There are things that you've been carrying in your heart. It could be offense. It could be grief. It could be loss. It could even be a big thing like hate. God wants you to know today, whatever, whatever the thing is that you're carrying in your heart, it's consuming your thoughts. It's consuming you. It's keeping you up. It's bringing feelings of anxiousness and other, other feelings related to it as well. He wants you to know it's time to hand it over. It's time to hand it over. He wants to come and bring a deep, deep healing to your heart and your mind. He doesn't want you to carry it for a day longer. In this moment, in this still moment, can I encourage you to have an interaction with God this morning? Say, yeah, God, that's me. Name what it is. Name, if you don't know what the feeling is, name where it started. Name, name the moment that, that started it. Say, God, I, I don't want to carry this anymore. I can't carry this anymore. I want to walk in the freedom and victory that you gave me through the cross. I don't want to carry it anymore. I want to be free. I want to be free. I want to be free. Holy Spirit. See, God's moving in people's hearts today. God's moving in our hearts. Amen. Let it overflow, God. Let your spirit overflow, Father God. Let your spirit overflow, Lord Jesus. Our heart cries out, come, Holy Spirit. Minister to our hearts, God. If you know how to speak in the spirit, why don't you just begin to do that quietly this morning? Holy Spirit, come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, come and move. Come and move, Holy Spirit. The 
Son sets free is free indeed. You are free in Jesus' Name this morning. Free in Jesus' Name this morning. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Pour Your Spirit out, God. Pour Your Spirit out, God. Fresh wind of Your Spirit this morning, Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit. Just let the Spirit minister to your heart this morning. Let it overflow. Let it pour out this morning. Oh, Father God. Father God. Father God. Peace like a river overflow this morning, Father God. Let joy beyond compare overflow this morning, Father God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Renewing, revitalizing hearts, refreshing. Holy Spirit. We delight in you, Jesus. We delight in you, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Spirit of the Lord is there is liberty. We declare liberty, liberty in hearts this morning, Father God. Freedom, the spirit of liberty that comes from the Father. Amen. Holy Spirit. Just give it, hand it over this morning. Hand it over this morning. Let it flow this morning. Oh God. So grateful, Father God. So grateful. So grateful. So grateful for you, Father. Oh, the encouragement to some individuals in this this room today. You you are not walking alone. You are not walking alone. Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to be our guide, to be our comforter. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you, God. You are not alone. You are not walking alone. Holy Spirit's with you and, you, and you and you've been placed in a body of believers. Amen. You are not alone. Brothers and sisters surrounding you this morning. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. I declare over people who have been feeling like they're, they're walking alone. In Jesus' name this morning, we break that spirit of isolation off of your life in Jesus' name. Let it be broken. Let it be removed. Let it be gone in Jesus' powerful name. Isolation is your friend no more in Jesus' powerful name. Breakthrough on your life. Breakthrough on your life. Set free. When it tries to come and come and attach itself to you again. Oh, no, 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 no. In Jesus' powerful name. I'm a son. I'm a daughter. I'm part of the great kingdom. I don't walk alone. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Lord God, we are we are so, we are so grateful that you that you love us. You loved us so much, first of all, that you sent Jesus. But you didn't stop there. You, you'd ordained from the beginning of time that Jesus was going to send the Holy Spirit. And in this moment, we just want to let you know we are so grateful. We are so grateful, Holy Spirit. 
And just if you're in the room this morning, everyone's eyes closed still. If God's ministering here, you just, just hang in there. If you're online this morning in the room and you don't know Jesus, or maybe you were once walking with Him, but you've walked on your own journey, you've walked away. You've already heard me say it, but God loved you so much that He sent Jesus. There was one thing stopping us from being in connection with God and it was our sin. And the only thing that could take care of that was the eternal sacrifice of Jesus. Went to the cross, went to the grave, rose again on the third day for one thing, the forgiveness of our sin. So that there could be nothing stopping us from a personal relationship with God anymore. If you don't know Him personally or you've walked off on your own journey, He's calling you back. He's calling you back today into a relationship with Him. I'm going to invite you to pray a prayer with me in a second. The church is going to join in. If you're watching online now or at a later time, this is your moment to pray a prayer of coming back into a relationship with God, asking for forgiveness of sins so that you can be known and loved by God the Father. Amen. Why don't you pray with me today? Dear God, I thank you that you sent Jesus, that he went to the cross, was buried and rose again on the third day for the forgiveness of my sins. I believe it and I confess it with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. From this day on, I choose to follow you. Forgive me of my sin. I surrender my life. I'm following you. In Jesus' name, amen. What did you just do? You made room for Jesus in your heart. That's what you just did. Amen. Don't leave it there. If you came with someone, have a chat to them. If you didn't come with someone who you can talk to about it, I'll be at the front here afterwards. Pastor Rachel will be up here as well. Come and have, come and have a chat. Don't let it go. Don't let the moment pass. It's time, it's time to get on with it. It's time to start following Jesus. Amen. We pray that that message was a blessing to you. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, first of all, congratulations. We think that that is incredible. And secondly, if you go to gc.org.au forward slash first steps, our team has put together some resources as well as there's some information there for how you can get in contact with one of our pastors because we'd love to encourage you and connect you into the life of the church.